Hey guys, welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. Coming at you live from self-isolation, social distancing. I don't like quarantine because quarantine makes it sound like you actually have COVID-19. Yeah, I've heard that people say that that is not accurate. Good, because I haven't read that, but that's how I felt about it. So I'm glad I'm right. Yeah, there, I have seen people say, like, self-quarantining, which I think to me is kind of like self-isolation. That seems sounds a little more preemptive than, like, being told yeah. by a doctor to quarantine. But yeah, either way, we're working from home. Trying not to get cabin fever. It, watching it, a lot of TV. <laughs> it changes hour by hour for me on how I'm feeling. But we're going to get through it. And... I had mentioned to some friends that we were like, well, maybe we shouldn't do the podcast. But they were like, no, the people need it. I actually <laughs> didn't even tell Jordan that. So this is the first time she's hearing it. This is a live breaking news update. And that's really nice. Yeah. It's a small hangout with us right now. It's only two people. Yeah. Less so. than ten. We're good. Yeah. And, I mean... We all are going to be watching some TV and movies. It's inevitable. So we're happy to provide you with some mediocre options. <laughs> <laughs> um, we watched HBO's McMillions, which I keep calling McBillions. That's exactly what I kept calling it. It's it's wrong. It's McMillions. Okay, I'm glad I'm not alone because I even, like, posted a list of TV shows that people should watch to my Instagram story, and I was embarrassed because I realized that I had put McBillions. I think McBillions sounds better and is easier to say. Yeah. Personally. And it was close to billions. It's very <laughs> close. And then we also watched All the Bright Places, which is a Netflix original movie. So tune in if you're interested, or keep listening if you're not interested, just because you love us. You probably have plenty of time to listen to this episode. Yeah. We'll probably crack some jokes. It'll be great. It'll be a fun, fun time. First, though, TV news. There's not a lot. Basically, everything has been postponed or is on, like, on halt. Yeah, anything that's being taped and filmed right now, mm -hmm. they're on hiatus. And then I don't think there will be news about new stuff coming out because... Who knows when that can happen? I know. You know who really should have uh, moved their debut up is Quibi. True. They have a lot of stuff that seems like it's ready to go. Yeah. Hmm. Just mm -hmm. take note, Quibi. We wouldn't be mad if you moved your debut up and also gave people some free content. I know. Well, it's launching April 6th. Yeah. It's funny. I guess one piece of news... Well, it just reminds me because it, it makes me think of how Disney Plus dropped Frozen 2 like, oh, yeah. months and months earlier. Mm -hmm. And like if Quibi, if it, they're only launching April 6th, I feel like maybe a lot of their content would be ready. Yeah. But who's to say? I'm no expert, but um, I was referred to this week as a real TV head. <laughs> wow. What an honor. The ultimate honor. Well, that kind of leads into the only really real piece of news that I have is that a lot of studios are, like, taking their movies from theaters and just immediately putting them onto streaming service services. So, 
Movies like The Invisible Man, The Hunt, and Emma are, are going to be available for home release this Friday. Apparently they're saying it's going to cost $20, though. I'm very sad about that. I wish it were just the price of a movie ticket. Yeah. But I guess they're... I mean, I obviously we get why they're doing that. They're going to lose a lot of money if they don't put it online. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're thinking it's like, well, then you're paying like one movie ticket when a group could watch it. Yeah. Or something, but come on. If there's a way we could figure out how to split it and equally both watch it at our own separate homes, mm-hmm. I would split watching The Hunt with you. Especially if it's like, if you own it now, but it's a for a 48-hour rental. Yeah, it's 48 rental. hours. Because I really want to watch The Hunt. Mm-hmm. Because everyone says that like, whether you like the movie or not, Betty Gilpin's amazing. Yeah. That's all. The only thing I've read about it, too. And I would watch Emma again. Yeah. We loved Emma very much. And if you haven't seen The Invisible Man, it's worth a watch, too. I would say. Yeah, I would think so. Maybe. It would be maybe extra creepy while you're in self-isolation. Yeah, that's true. If you're looking for a scare, it's a fun, jumpy movie. But yeah, that's all we really have for news. Mm Mm-hmm. Since we didn't have that much news, I did want to take this opportunity to ask Taylor a question. Which I don't know the question, so I'm very anxious. It is about Westworld. Mm. Should I take this time to watch it? Because I can't remember how much you watched of it. Are you caught up? I'm not caught up. I only watched the first season. And I think I watched a couple episodes into the second season. And then I was like, this is taking too much brain power. Okay. But... This it could be a good time to catch up. Um, the first season, it's just you really have to pay very close attention. But I vividly remember feeling like the end was worth all of the... Like, it paid off really well okay. in the end. I really liked the first season. But yeah, I don't, I don't know about the second season. And from what I've read about the third season reviews, people are saying it's a little bit dumbed down. Which I appreciate. <laughs> and that honestly made me they more may, intrigued to they watch. They say it as a negative, but it's actually kind of a plus. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I couldn't remember if you, like, caught up and were, like, a diehard fan. No. Okay. But, yeah. I would I would say it's... We got nothing but time. Exactly. But, it's okay. It was... Yeah, it was a surprise advice question. Um, Have you been watching anything in particular while we've been... In this COVID mania? You know, I haven't yet because I was on, I was actually on vacation-ish. Yeah. I was at a wedding <laughs> in a different state over the weekend. So I haven't had, I just barely finished what we needed to watch for this episode last night. So I haven't. Other than I did watch the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode with John Ham. That's the only bonus TV I've watched so far. You gave yourself a little treat. Mm-hmm. That's another show that I have never watched. Obviously, I love Seinfeld, but I've never watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's another thing. That has like nine seasons. I know, it's overwhelming, but... But so does Seinfeld. <laughs> yes. And um, watching the John Hamm episode actually kind of inspired me because I really liked it. And so I actually turned on the next episode after the John Hamm episode, like the most recent episode. Okay. Um, last night, but then I got distracted and turned it off after, like, five minutes. But yeah, like, I still appreciate it, even though I haven't watched all the seasons. So, you could just start with 
season nine and work your way backwards if you want it, I think. But and for you to say that is, is a lot. lot because I am very against doing that. Yeah. And John uh, Mayer was po- talking a lot about it. Yes, he was. In his Instagram live on Sunday. I was Sunday. trying to remember why it was so fresh in my mind and it is because of John Mayer's current mood. Yeah. Which was amazing. Highly recommend that as always. Seriously. Brings a light to these dark days. Yeah. Me and my roommate were both like, wow, we didn't realize how much we needed that. Yeah. I think I've been like um, delaying a lot of my emotions, Mm -hmm. which is always very healthy. Very healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, that was a fun little chat. Feelings corner. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to our top three. Yes, please. We're sticking with the um, social distancing topic and thought it would be fun to do our top three TV characters that we would not want to be quarantined with. <laughs> There's a lot of positivity out there right now. We want to we <laughs> focus on down. some negativity. <laughs> I'll go first. I feel like I haven't gone first in a while. Um, my number three is Ross from Friends. <laughs> I think he'd be no help. I think he would is not funny and would just be extremely annoying and would get on my nerves very quickly. Totally. And you know what's funny is someone that I thought of, but I don't think I hate him enough to not be isolated, was Chandler. Mm. I also think he would be no help. Yeah. And would kind of be caught up too much in, like, trying to be funny. And it's like, dude, you don't need to impress me. Yeah. Get over it. But Ross, I think he would be my least favorite friend to be stuck with. Yeah. Good, I'm glad we're on the same page about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three, it was actually very hard because I haven't, uh, I'm kind of removed from this show. I've only watched it once and haven't watched it in a while now. But I knew it was either going to be Jessa or Marnie from Girls. Interesting. But I couldn't remember while I watched the show who would, like, frustrate me more. I think Marnie is one where it's, like, immediately frustrates mm-hmm. me. But really, when you get to know them better... Jessa really bothers me by the end of the show Mm -hmm. just because like she's extremely selfish Mm -hmm. and kind of just wants like drama free spirited yes but I feel like if it was maybe us only us two I don't know they're both very bossy in different ways Mm -hmm. I think that the person that I hate the most by the end of the show is Jessa more than Marnie yeah so I think that she's the one who gets my spot I also think because like Marnie means well, even if she's horrible at showing it. Yeah. Typically. Like, at least usually her intentions are better than Jessa's. So, yeah. Good answer. Thank you. My number two is Julie Cooper from The O.C. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really good answer. Um, I just... She's also extremely selfish. Very annoying. Extremely materialistic. And would provide zero, um, zero sanity for me. Yeah. And she's manipulative. Yeah. Just a Just, like, not a single thing that would, you would want to be stuck with. Yes. Um, my number two is Jonah from Veep. Mmm, good one. He would be very annoying. Because, like, as hilarious he as he is on Veep, like, as a person, no. 
Like, yeah, he's I would hilarious want to because him. we all know with Jonah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is because of his interactions with the other characters. But if it's only me interacting with him, and he would probably be, like, gross. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that would wear off, though, and then you would get to see a different side to him, you know? I feel like on the show they do a good job of proving there is no other side. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, even when they reveal, like, vulnerabilities, Mm -hmm. it's like there's just more bad person kind of beneath Mm -hmm. each vulnerability. And so I think, like, any potential for him to be good, he, like, lost that potential a long time ago. Yeah. It's true. Sorry for giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm sorry I take it back. It was nice. A nice try. <laughs> I just don't think that it's there with him. <laughs> um, My number three is Pete from Mad Men. Mm. I also <laughs> feel like he is extremely annoying. He would just be complaining the whole time. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and that's just not the kind of energy I need to be around. No, 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 no. He would also be completely useless. Yeah. Which is another thing. It's like, Jonah too, like, they would, both of those guys would probably want to, like, seem out in the real world, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm a real man, I can Mm -hmm. do this. But, like, they would actually be helpless. Yeah. Well, like, someone I thought about was Midge Maisel. But then I was like, no, Midge Maisel knows how to cook. Yeah. So, actually, like, that is, wouldn't be the end of the world. And I I feel like with Midge... Like, if she doesn't have an audience to play to, like, maybe she would be less obnoxious. Yeah. My number one is, and this was going off of just, like, who is one of my most hated TV characters of all time. Um, It's another HBO show, and it's Littlefinger from <gasps> Game of Thrones. Good answer. His skills come with, like, government stuff and manipulating other people. And if there's... um not enough people there to even manipulate, like, there's not, like, a society, Mm -hmm. then, like, that he would be useless. Yeah. And I hate him, and he's super evil. And so he is by far the last person I would want to be stranded with. True. Good answer. Thank you. Wow. We had very different answers, and they were all good. Yeah. I hate hate all the people. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to also propose that we choose one person that we would love to be quarantined with, but, I mean, I feel like it'd be a given. It'd be, like, yours would be Taika Waititi. I guess he's not a TV character, though. Hmm. That does make it a little bit harder, because I wouldn't want to be with Don Draper. No. I do feel like there are a lot of characters that we do love so much that we want to be best friends with. Yeah. Even if we don't want them... To, like, impregnate us. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, maybe that'll be next week's top three. Yeah. We'll save it. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like we should start on all the bright places. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so. I think there's less to cover there. Okay. Um, movie on Netflix. Do you want to give the brief synopsis? Yes. It's a book, right? Yeah, it is based on a book. I've never read the book. Um... But I think it's a YA novel. Basically, it's Elle Fanning and Justice Smith, um, starring as the leads. They're both in high school, and she plays a girl who recently, her sister passed away. And Justice Smith's character kind of starts being kind of fascinated by her and worried about her, and so he gets her to be his 
partner for a project mm-hmm. and then they both kind of open up to each other and learn more about each other and kind of stems from there. It's definitely a drama. Definitely a drama. It's a, kind of, it's a tearjerker. Um, it deals a lot with mental Men- health of both characters. Um, that's probably the main thing. You don't really get into, like, family life or that much. Yeah. There is a little bit. It skims it, but yeah, where it goes deep is, like, mental health yeah. stuff. I felt like the way that it was promoted was like it was another To All the Boys I Loved Before. And it just wasn't that. It's so much deeper than that and a lot more emotional than that. Like, look at the poster on IMDb. Yeah. It makes it look like a rom-com. Yeah. I don't think I laughed at all. No. Not in a bad way, but it's just not meant to be a comedy. No. So I wonder if, if the way they promoted it would make... I Because I feel like I haven't seen a ton of people talking about it. But yeah, I really liked it. I yeah. thought that it was really well acted. I think Elle Fanning is really underrated as an actor. I agree. Um, I'm I a feel really like, big Elle Fanning fan. Yeah, she is. She's a fanning. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I Because I, I think Justice Smith is also really good. Um... I did not see Detective Pikachu, but I know he's in that. I was actually going to ask if he's been in anything else, because I really liked him, but I feel like I've never seen him. He's the lead in The Get Down. Okay. And he's really good in that. But Elle Fanning, I think, is, like, really, like, an amazing actor in this. She did a lot. And also, like, she... There's not a lot of talking in this movie. So they both really had to rely on their acting of, like, their expressions and, Mm -hmm. like, the physicality of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was I was really impressed with both of them. Yeah. Um, also, did you know Luke Wilson was in this movie? I did not until they saw <laughs> they showed him, and I was like, oh, I love him. He looked really great. <laughs> yeah, he's a dilf. Yeah, he for sure is. He wasn't in it enough, in my opinion. I agree. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um. Yeah, I think prepare yourself for something heavy. It doesn't yes. seem like it would be that heavy. My sister watched it and told me that she had cried. And so I was glad that I had that, like, precursor of, like, don't go into this thinking it's going to be a fun, happy to all the boys I loved before. I really, I did really like it. And I, even though it was, like, much darker than I expected and heavier, and I I had to watch some Schitt's Creek, which I've actually been binging anyway. But I was like, oh, this is, like, kind of the perfect, like, cleanse the palate. Because it was, Mm -hmm. it was dark. But it was honest and good. And it didn't leave you on a super, it was optimistic, but honest. Yeah. But it was good. That actually reminded me that I lied when I answered your question earlier because I also watched two episodes of Shift's Creek yesterday. Yay! Seems like it's just, like, timely. Everybody needs a light laugh. Totally. But also watch the bright, all the bright places! <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you're not always going to be in the mood just for the happy stuff. No. Especially it's good for, like, just a movie. It's yeah. not that long. And I also will say I didn't really expect where it was going. Like I, I didn't either. I didn't know how it was going to end. I was surprised. Yeah. It does come off as very predictable early on, I feel like. Yeah. But it's... Just like unsuspecting friends, high school friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it did make me think of the question, are there any stories about teen boys going out of their way like this for an ugly girl? Genuinely curious. Good question. And even when the girl is like, leave me alone. 
And they're just like, no, I'm never going to give up on you. I mean, I guess there's that one Netflix movie with uh, um, Barb. Yeah, but isn't she pretending to be the hot girl? Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. I'm just thinking that I watched this movie and I'm like, this never... I just, I laugh imagining this ever have happening to me as a teen. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Which is like, no fault of the movie. It's just like, it's like kind of a trope. Yeah. Of YA. Yeah. She's just like, she's so pretty. Yes. It's true. And I just would like to see one where a guy just is worried about the mental health of a less cute girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, one day we'll get there. Someday. That's what I want to see in the world. Yeah. Well, maybe we actually should have ended on this because now it feels weird to go switch from this to money. Yeah. <laughs> Greed. But we're going to do it anyway. McMillions. saw an HBO documentary about the Monopoly scheme, which I actually didn't even know happened. Did you? I had never heard of it before. But a lot of it must have been that that 9-11 timing. Yeah, it's true. It's very, very fascinating. It's a very fascinating story. Yeah, it really is. And it goes, speaking of not being able to predict where something's going to go, mm-hmm. this went all over the place. Yes. Um, it's a six-episode documentary series. They're all an hour long. Um, How do you feel about it, Jordan? I really liked... Learning this story. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was the documentary itself was kind of polarizing because I was either really, really fascinated or really zoned out and kind of bored. Mm-hmm. It was very, it was way too long. I and it think. was like pretty repetitive, I would say. Agree. They would like interview three to four different people about the same situation. So you would kind of just hear the same thing over and over again, just from different perspectives. Totally. They usually like lined up. And I also feel like sometimes that didn't actually make it clearer for me, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, hearing it in a slightly different way, I would be kind of like, wait, 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 so what is the true story? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't in kind of, like, an intriguing way. I feel like there was a lot of time spent on information that clearly was not important. There were a lot of, there were a lot of times like that where I was kind of like, this is clearly, like, them trying to kind of be funny. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's going to come back. And it never did. Well, and was there a narrator ever? I don't feel like there was. I, I think don't they think there only was. used interview footage. Yeah. The only people that felt like narrators would be like the FBI guys. Yeah. And I think it could have used like a narrator. Yeah. I think that would have helped move the story along a little better. That would have helped a ton. But yeah, it was interesting. And apparently Ben Affleck and Matt Damon have like the rights to make a movie about it. So I guess it's good background for that movie, to, and it'll be interesting to compare the two. Totally. And I'm wondering, like, where will they put the focus? Yeah. Because there's a lot of angles they could approach this story. Well, there's, like, at least ten at least ten different individuals involved, and it's kind of hard to follow. I know. I'm imagining that they're going to have to do it kind of big short style. Yeah. I hope they can do it as well as they did with big short. Yeah. But yeah, I would be intrigued because the story really is crazy. So I think it's, I recommend watching it just because it is so, like the story is crazy and goes in way weirder directions than I would have expected. Yeah, especially I kind of, if you haven't ever heard about the story. Exactly. Like and like when I had heard about the documentary, which was where I even learned that this happened, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like 
an employee must have stolen the numbers or something. Yeah. But it's not that at all. No. It's, I actually feel like I left with still a lot of questions about, like, I don't know, like, logistical questions, mm-hmm. kind of. Well, they kind of explained how it all happened in the very end, but it was very fast, and I, like, was like, oh, wait, they, did they just explain how it was done? Yeah. That's how I felt, too. There were definitely certain important people that I would have liked an equal amount of backstory on as other characters that we focused mm-hmm. for, like, two episodes on. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of more like a structural critique, I think. The story is fascinating, so I do think overall it's worth watching, but I think that the documentary is kind of, like, overly drawn out when it doesn't need to be, and it yeah. makes it it makes it kind of more confusing. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree with that. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's... I don't want to spoil anything, like, no, any of true. the pieces of it. I think it it's is a really crazy. interesting um, look into different humans and, like, human... Just, like, they're all... All the people involved are extremely different from each other. Yes. And all have pretty strong personalities, I would say. And I think that's really fascinating. Totally. And, like, while you watch it, you can't help but be like, oh, I would cast this person as that person. Mm-hmm. And I want to cast this person as this person. Mm-hmm. So that is fun. Who would you cast as uh, Columbo's wife? Well, she is going to be the star of the movie. She was my favorite part of the documentary. 100%. Agree. Her and I also did love Gloria. Yeah. She was great. Yeah, she was. But how did you feel about that Agent Matthews guy? He was so annoying. And okay, I felt good. Like they I hated trying... him. I He didn't bother me as much at the end, but I felt well, like in once the beginning, we saw less of him. They were trying to like make it seem like the whole story was about him. And I was like, What why is this about him? I'm confused. It, oh my gosh. It was. It was like he and the documentary makers were like isn't this the funniest guy you've ever met in your life? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, he clearly is horrible at his job. Yeah. This is why people hate, like, James Bond and, like, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. It's like the bad boy agents that don't follow any of the rules. Mm-hmm. You're not a star. This is real life. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad that we were on the same page because I was like, this guy. Yeah, no, we were on the same page. Well, let us know if you've watched it or if you watch it during this time of... Time. This time of time. It's a time. Who is your crush of the week? You know, because he's helping getting me through this hard time, I'm going to go with Dan Levy. Mm. I really have watched... I started Schitt's Creek over, which has been really fun because the first season it was hard for me to get into, yeah. but I think it was like I was maybe like focusing on the wrong things. Yeah. And so this time, already loving all the characters and... And I, there's so many jokes that I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it's fresh, but, like, better than new because I already love the characters. Yeah. That makes sense. My love for Dan is just sky high right now. And so he has to be just be my boyfriend this week. He has to. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, John Hamm has to be mine. He has to be yours. He was on TV this week. Yeah. And it's only fair. And I really missed him. And he was really good in Curb. So... If you've been missing some John Hamm in your life, you should watch it. It's really great. Yeah, I need to watch that. Especially if you say standalone, it's still Yeah, totally that was good. perfect. Great. I loved it. Well, good luck to everyone during this weird, weird time. We hope TV can bring you some comfort. Yes. And this podcast. Reach out to us if you want some recommendations. Yes, please. Or recommend 
things for us to watch. Yeah, we need recommendations too. Yeah. Please. Please. Pretty please. We're begging you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.